This is the Authentic Sex Podcast. Real life conversations about sex, pleasure and relationships. I'm your host, Juliet Allen. Welcome to the Authentic Sex Podcast. My name is Juliet. I'm a sexologist and I'm the host of this podcast. This is episode 66 and today we're talking about men's work and masculine empowerment. And before we get going, this episode is sponsored by the Juliet Pleasure Wand. The Juliet is a premium crystal pleasure wand. It's designed to heighten your sexual energy and increase self-love and self-pleasure. And it can be used both by yourself and with a partner. And it's available on my website, which is www.juliet-allen.com. You can also read more about the crystal pleasure wands on my Instagram at Juliet underscore Allen. So today we have my beautiful partner, Nicholas, on this episode. Nicholas is here because I really wanted to cover a bit about men's work, quote unquote, and um, the power of men working together and coming together and supporting each other in life in general and in relationships and you know in regards to sex etc so a little bit about Nick Nick you can tell everybody about what you do but Nick's an amazing man and he works with men one-on-one and also in group situations and I see him doing great work with men which is why I've got him on the back on the podcast so welcome thanks for having me yeah my name is nick it's good to be back here shooting the breeze on the subjects that we love so just a refresher of what i do i'm a corrective exercise coach and a holistic lifestyle coach just to put things in a nice little parcel so i work with people holistically which you might sort of encompass as spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. And we bring that together and synthesize that and, yeah, empower the person or the group to express themselves in the way that they really desire and really love. And that's, yeah, that's what my passion is and that's what I do. And that includes largely working specifically with men on that one-on-one level, like you said and in a group setting too so that's my jam yeah let's let's get into it yeah so let's go let's just get into what got you into men's work like tell tell people a bit about yeah how did you get into it and what is it that you love about specifically like going to your men's group each week Mm. yeah okay I guess the seed was planted years before I actually dove in to men's work. And that was just through certain friends that I had that were beginning to really explore uh, that environment where, you know, the theme was men, masculinity, men supporting men, brotherhood. And it always really appealed to me. 
uh, and it took a few years before I actually felt that deeper calling to go and get involved. So it was a bit of a process. It was a bit of an inception process that actually came into fruition a few years ago. And the group that I go to, that's been absolutely like eye-opening and empowering and yeah it's been it's been a really big catalyst for some shifts and transformations for me in my understanding of myself and understanding of what it is to be a man and really yeah really understanding the different expressions of masculinity so through that men's group I learned about masculine archetypes and how those play through a man I also learned that each archetype has a shadow and a a gold aspect to it. So I think that's what really excites me is through that men's work, I got to understand when I was expressing myself through a reactive place or a survival place or a wounded place and wasn't aware of it whatsoever. So theoretically, when it was sort of laid out to me, well, actually, that that is your that's your shadow lover archetype or your shadow warrior archetype playing out. I was able to go, okay, well, if I were to shine the light on that part of me, how would it look, and how could I show up to that same challenge or that same scenario in a new way, in a new empowered way? And yeah, that's been a very transformative experience for me and definitely a life's work. It's an ongoing process. And I feel super grateful that I have made a connection to a brotherhood that really have that desire to love more deeply and to support their fellow brothers from a place of just service, you know, to, to really be of service to each other mm. and also to be able to receive that support and help is something that I learned a lot in my own personal journey with men's work. Mm. And from from my side of things, like as your partner, I guess I really love that you go to men's group because I know that then you're getting support from other men mm. around life and relationships and work and Mm. and essentially just feeling joy and you know i know that as humans we can't do it alone and the the value of that support so Mm. it's like yeah i love love that you do that and i think it's amazing that the the men that come together and do that so so how's it like how does it help you specifically within our relationship just Mm. can you share a bit about that yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've got men that I trust in my corner, you could say. So say we're going through something of our own, some kind of challenge or trigger or flare up. There is a tribe of men that I know I can go to every single week that I can relay what I'm feeling and the story behind it and get some very solid space held for me to even just speak that out loud and to process that emotionally. 
the other thing is is it's it helps in relationship for me because there's trained facilitators and there's elders in the group and there's perspective perspectives that are coming from a very conscious place that aren't necessarily going to agree with me every time it's not like i'm going into a group where i'm going to be placated whether i'm you know right or wrong or being immature or sensationalizing or catastrophizing so i get a really honest soundboard and i also get the opportunity to not just be called out on what my projection is i actually get the opportunity to explore where it emanates so in the men's group yeah i I don't just sort of speak to it and that's it I also get this like amazing opportunity if I choose to on the night to go through a process to go okay where did this start where did this come from and often from my experience it usually traces back to some sort of childhood experience and so when I get guided into uncovering that I essentially reclaim my power and that sort of uh, unseen, unknown, subconscious part of me is brought into my awareness. So then when I show up into our relationship, I can see maybe where I was projecting something. What do you mean by projecting for people who are listening? Because, yeah, for people who are like, oh, I wonder what projecting means. Can you explain what that means from, like, from your perspective? Just Well, just a very like it's it's a big topic but like a really simple breakdown could be like mummy and daddy issues so that everybody's got mummy and daddy issues because nobody's perfect so projecting could be you you say something or behave in a certain way and it triggers an emotional response in me that was imprinted into my subconscious from childhood Mm. and so what I'm actually responding to is that emotional trauma let's say from childhood that actually doesn't really align with the conversation that we're having or it doesn't align with the energy or the intention that you're communicating at me from Mm. so it's triggered that in me I can't see that so what I'm doing is I'm projecting this trigger this yeah this emotional upheaval onto you as if it was you that created it Mm. that that, that it was your fault when actually you said one thing i scrambled it up distorted the truth of it made it align with more of a uh, shadow truth of mine projected it back onto you made you the you know perpetrator me the victim Mm. and that's a really difficult place to come to a resolve from Mm. so that's going to happen and that's okay that it happens so long as responsibility is taken and like exploration happens after so yeah the men's group is somewhere that i can go and explore that scenario is like in a safe space and in a solid space where I can decipher really clearly was I out of line or actually am I in my truth and maybe you were projecting something onto me Mm. and so if I can get support in 
differentiating between what played out, then if it was a projection from you, then I can enter back into the relationship and support you mm. rather than just be tit for tatting with you um, in a grapple of, you know, I'm right, you're wrong, you're wrong, I'm right, whatever. It's like, let's just really seek out the truth. Let's just really seek to understand what's playing out here. Is this, yeah, is this true or is this a distortion from you or from me? So yeah, that's how it's definitely assisted me. Yeah, in the context of yeah, coming back home into a relationship. And I think I just want to speak to as well, the reminders of, yeah, some of those archetypes of masculinity and how to actually be solid when an argument flares up. So to not be a pushover, but to also not be a... To have like a sulk about it as well. Um, to not have a sulk. Yeah, to yeah. not have a sulk. So yeah, you know, it, it can tip either way, for men or women. Mm. But say for me, it's like say if I'm fed up, and I really just want to sort of walk out. Sure, there's a time and a place for a timeout every so often, but if I can call in a stronger part of my identity. A, a stronger aspect of my masculinity then I can sit in the fire with you and feel safe and held by myself to work through whatever needs to be worked through mm. so going to the men's group and seeing that role modeled and hearing other people share their own experiences around that whether it was a shortcoming or they absolutely nailed it you know it's other men's work that helps me so when we go and sit in circle and something's going on for us in our life and then we choose to do some work around it that night right there and then mm. me just witnessing that in another man almost always I resonate to some degree mm. with what he's going through in my own life so then I can yeah be reminded of that for myself mm. come back home and yeah show up differently yeah show up with a bit more clarity I think that's what I love in general around seeking support, whether it's men's groups or women's groups, sister circles, whatever it is, is that you don't have to go. And then if you're, if you're not feeling like sharing, you actually don't need to share anything. It's like, you can just go and sit in circle and, but guaranteed listening to other people, men or women share around what's going on in their life definitely has an impact. And there's always something that you resonate with or you're like, Oh my God, I feel that too. And then, So I think sometimes people can, I don't know whether you can relate to this or, you know, men who can relate to this can feel a bit scared about going to something like, you know, like, oh, it's a men's group. Like, what the hell are we going to do? You know, yeah. dance around the fire and sing Kumbaya or whatever. Yeah. But um, it's, uh, I think what I love is that there's so much respect and there's so much, um, like, there's no expectations that you have to dive deep into your mother wound mm. you know yeah ever yeah you can just sit there totally that's sit it there all year you could sit there all year and say nothing and yeah that that is a, a really big thing yeah for anyone listening to understand is that there's no requirement or expectation and uh, the other you know i suppose like insight i'll offer here is that there's nothing more comforting than witnessing someone enter into their vulnerability so i'm sure 
a lot of people have had the experience where they've opened up to someone around something that they've felt secretive around or shame around and that's actually been the catalyst for a much deeper conversation to flow and to follow on and essentially what you know what's happening there is that when we can come into our vulnerability we actually drop into a heart space we drop into a like a, a deeper deeper state to communicate from and it's very infectious because of the sigh of relief that everyone would feel who is in the space of someone who's vulnerably and courageously going into something that doesn't get spoke about in day-to-day life so commonly Mm. so yeah it's like there is no expectation but it's such a like a safe container to speak to anything with no judgment and in fact there's a lot of like appreciation uh shown for anybody who does open up fully yeah that's that's definitely worth a mention is Mm. that there is no expectation but if you show up magic will happen Mm. quite inevitably the Mm. alchemy of the circle the energy of the circle is it's a heart space that's probably the best way to put it it's not a head space uh where you know people are defending their story or their identity or you know their role or who they think they're supposed to portray themselves as it really just drops down deeper and just gets into a roar of truth and that's not necessarily always something that's like like a heavier emotion sometimes it's just like an unbound joy that people don't always feel safe to express as well you know Mm. often joy is a capped emotion Mm. celebration is a capped emotion Mm. through you know cultural ideologies like tall poppy syndrome and things like that Mm. so you actually can go and really openly celebrate a win that you've had or a breakthrough that you've had or a realization that you made or the quitting of a job or the the starting of a job a relationship it, it's not like it's um a prerequisite that you rock up with doom and gloom you can just go because you're stoked and you want to celebrate that with um brothers who are going to genuinely be yeah stoked for you mm. not not you know such a i suppose issue with some of like you know like like where there's holes and stuff in the collective brotherhood at the moment is an over sense of competitiveness Mm. where it's yeah it's like we'll get snippets of information we'll get snippets of lies we'll get snippets of distorted truth um until that trust is really really established and that can take a lot of time um sort of just day to day in the in the mainstream circles so the men's group is like you go there there are agreements there is a there is confidentiality there's things you know it is a sacred space Mm. Mm. so you run a men's group called conquest which is um more of like a five five six week course um for men specifically Mm. 
What are some of the themes that you see men are, I guess, we want to keep confidentiality around what you know what happens in the group of the groups that you run obviously but what are themes that men are really challenged by Mm. that you see like because I guess I'm asking this because I want women in particular to have a greater understanding of men and I know that from spending time with men spending time with you who's like really open who finds it um, relatively easy to talk about how you're feeling and who can drop into like a heart space and vulnerable space that's allowed me to understand men in general better mm-hmm. and like even my father and my brother and my ex boyfriends and 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 the the little guys in my life like mm-hmm. you know I think there's like a collective kind of there's how do I say it I've always thought men are bulletproof, like mm. up till a few years ago. Like mm. I just thought men were men, they were tough. They kind of just got on with it. They didn't really have like, they didn't think over thing. They didn't have insecurities. I thought it was all me that had all that shit. Mm. And then, so I want, I'd love to hear like, what are some of the common themes you see that men are struggling with just so that we as women can understand that you guys are going through the same stuff and you're vulnerable and mm. and have, yeah, these beautiful hearts that need nurturing too. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't really need to speak about anyone specifically. I can speak for myself and my own journey and process and I guess some of, you know, the continuities that, that I've identified in men having worked in this field for like over seven years now so like what we just spoke to then vulnerability is a very common line of like uh, like a blockage or a challenge for a lot of men to to know first and foremost how to access and interpret their own inner like demons and inner struggles Mm -hmm. and then to be able to articulate that from a place of like like a very simple place which is expressing how they're feeling where in their body they feel it and and how that's afflicting them in their life you know from a very yeah just a very honest place so yeah that would be that would be one thing that men can men need more support in from their brothers and also from the women in their life mm. is understanding that inherently all men are tender inherently all men have a tender side to them um, all men have a little boy living in them basically that's a good way to think about it mm. it's like if you're struggling to to comprehend what i'm saying think of a man that you know that you have a lot of resentment against something like that some sort of like uh, motion of animosity toward and visualize them as a four-year-old lost in the park mm. like a tiny little boy wearing his little cons you know hat you know hat on zinc on his nose and he's lost and he's afraid and that little boy literally lives in all us men mm. so being able to access him 
and create safety for him is it's rare it's rare for men to, to well, like I said interpret that and then to be able to articulate that and then to sort of transmute that into like how can this boy feel safe how can this boy feel free and reconnected to his you know his divine child and his play and imagination and and safety and excitement so that's huge i i can really vouch for the fast acting (laughs) transformations that i see when this is when this is touched by men and this is worked on and when a tribe is is you know created or established for a man where they can expose this little boy anytime that they need and feel supported and unjudged Mm. so yeah there's definitely that vulnerability other things would be i think it'd probably be of interest to a lot of women listening but like body issues are common um that can be around like aesthetics like physique things like that also like like cock shame is as prevalent as any any other person's body shame you know mm. there, there is a lot of <laughs> stigma and pressure and uh, yeah issues around men feeling like inadequate or shameful or embarrassed about their cock and you would not believe how heavily that can impact a man's entire life his self-esteem his self-worth his yeah his entire experience in life just the same as uh, a you know body shame for anybody man or woman will impact just the 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 way that they express themselves in life so it's mm. like imagine if that there was the absence of that shame that was alleviated that was neutralized completely well now you've mobilized a whole lot more energy and a whole lot like a whole lot more healthier perception of yourself and maybe that's just the last little bit of energy you needed to go ahead with you know like we spoke about earlier quitting the job or asking you know the person out or or whatever it is that you were just being held back Mm. so that's that's worth mentioning um and it's also yeah a really beautiful topic to to speak to in a safe container like a men's group Mm. so for yeah any man listening it's like fuck that's that's unbelievably common um there is absolutely nothing wrong with that and it's worth exploring it's worth investigating instead of just you know pushing down um and taking to the grave and Mm. chances are it's it's nowhere near as big a deal as what you think it is I think it's cool that you've mentioned that because um, I was chatting to a friend a couple of days ago and with her permission I'm allowed to share this and she was saying she's got a new lover and that she's feeling nervous about sleeping with him because and I was like asking why and she said because she's just feeling like a bit insecure in her body and she's you know also worried like is her pussy good enough and and um I was listening and then I was like you know he's very likely having the same thoughts like 
that men have shame around their body and around their cock and around performance whether they're good enough and her hearing that really helped her and like she instantly felt more relaxed and was like oh yeah like he's human too this isn't just me it's like we're both in this and um now you know she's now going to go talk to him just about how she's feeling rather than just put on the show yeah. and pretend she's okay yeah. and she instantly felt better and and so um I guess I'm sharing because I just think that's really important for for us to understand yeah. that you guys are going through the same shit yeah, that we're totally. going through can you also share about like what we were chatting before we started recording about um like men find like being able to feel joy what was it that you're talking about oh, like yeah. and just fun and play yeah well i suppose yeah like to continue this answering this question like what what are some of the things that men need to port in so vulnerability um acceptance and self-worth and and loving loving themselves but also letting the like the full scale of emotions run through them instead you know it's like any emotion whichever emotion we cap it's inevitable that we cap all emotion then to a certain degree it's just like if i'm only gonna go this deeply into my sadness and grief then i can surely only access this much um, of my joy and elation Mm. it's 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 the energy channel you know what i mean so i i'm a i'm a pretty good example of someone who doesn't doesn't relish in a whole bunch of celebration um, that's still a big work in progress for me mm. like if i have some sort of like you know win like hit a goal or something cool happens or i get some like great feedback from a client or it it's it's an effort for me to pause and to kind of receive receive that and then let that warm fuzzy feeling out let that you know that smile come to my face and that sense of accomplishment really just be alive in me for more than 3.2 seconds before i shut it off and go back into what i haven't done what you know what what i need to be more of and you know the task at hand so letting letting uh, myself feel express process grief sadness shame guilt has actually created space for me to experience and just kind of like you know simmer in joy presence contentment fulfillment excitement um curiosity even is a good one really letting curiosity just go and go and go and go and go and just letting that imagination really just yeah set it free and and grab on and you know ride the wave of that so that's a a thing that my observation has shown me that a lot of men don't know how to feel the full experience of joy and pleasure and celebration yeah yeah which is kind of it's it's maybe underrated that actually Mm, because if if that's not if that's not mastered then well if you reflect on that for a moment what what kind of life are we living if we're not investing a lot of time in 
how to relax and how to celebrate and how to feel joy and happiness and just be stoked on life for, yeah, like I said, longer than 3.2 seconds before we're back up in our heads, Mm. um, mind on the job, you know. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Good point. And that's for everyone, women and men. 100%. Um, I don't think any of us celebrate enough. Nah. Like now, remember when we started doing that thing? We haven't done it for a while, but like, what are we celebrating? When we did that with Tully at the dinner table. And we'd go, we'd sit down for dinner and then we'd, um, we'd like go around and be like, what have you got to celebrate today? before we started eating dinner and mm. it could be anything and like even um my daughter who's 12 even she finds it like hard to be like yeah. to find something to celebrate but how easy is it to gossip and uh bitch and complain and judge it's mm. fucking effortless mm. it's totally easy mm. but to go completely into the other pole and stay there it's like oh get me out of here this is Mm. uncomfortable and Mm. the spotlight's on me and yeah this is gross Mm. let's go back into that lower vibration Mm. so yeah it takes practice and it takes awareness obviously as the first step into what the behavioral pattern is you know and then the thought pattern that accompanies that and the sensation in the body that makes it an embodied experience Mm. you know it's like yeah joy feels maybe heart opening and if an open heart is hasn't been sort of modeled Mm. then it's like how do i how do i be in that state and and also do life Mm. but with the heart closed and the guard up and the arm is on it's like oh i know how to do this like yeah this is what i've seen this is how i learned and fuck i made it till here doing it this way so yeah it it, it's it's it really is a decision first and foremost to go hmm i'm going to familiarize myself with having my heart open day to day more regardless of what's playing out around me Mm. yeah Mm. and especially in those those times of like celebration Mm. when something cool is played out yeah Mm. So in your, um, in Conquest, the course that you run, you mm. do a week on sex. And yeah. So what, um, so the course that Nick runs is like a five-week course. It's six sessions over five weeks and there's different themes each week. One of them is sex. Yeah. Um, how do you see like men's work? How do you see that? Does that, in, how does it empower men sexually? Like, is it because you guys get together and can talk about, say, stuff that you're challenged by or or even just celebrate sex in a way and, like, not feel alone in sex? Or what is it? Can you can you talk a bit about that? Or maybe just personally how it's helped you? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's the same deal. It's like there's the shadow part where, you know, there's shame and guilt um you know about the past or the present or fear of the future things like that so it's a sitting in circle in a men's circle you know say in you know conquest it's like that would that would be a space for someone to air out the dirty laundry that they've just been carrying around alone their entire life 
So that alone comes with a really big catharsis Mm. where the catastrophe suddenly doesn't seem so bad and the hopelessness transmutes into hope. And so, you know, it's really seen for the truth of what it is and that's that it can be worked on Mm. and everything can be worked on. So there, when, you know, speaking to sex, that is one area that gets yeah gets addressed but then there's also i think like connection is what i want to say so like how to relate because again if that hasn't been like really effectively modeled or there hasn't been some sort of learning process then it's like how do i how do i relate or how do i be intimate you know period Mm. like how do i be intimate in a way that's not gonna have backlash or that i'm gonna be you know like humiliated about or it's Mm. it's it's like what what is intimacy so it's the opportunity um and the safe space to educate to empower to share to learn off each other around you know like again some more tender aspects of masculinity Um, as well as those ravishing aspects as well that can be shamed and, Mm. um, yeah, shamed and judged and, and distorted. So it's like we can be really healthy, amazing, solid ravishers if we go into our tender side as well and, and into our like softer, more heart open, intimate side. So, you know, learning and educating around that, um, and sharing around that is, Fuck, it's so liberating. Uh, And the other thing I think is cool is, at least, you know, this is what I found super cool, is um, the Tantra teachings and the the Taoist teachings around sex and sexuality, Uh, intimacy, connection, for, you know, on on a personal level, but also in a, like, in an intimate level with another or others. So, like ejaculation control ejaculation you know body orgasms the microcosmic orbital breathing and drawing energy up the spine and pushing it in into the cells and i think that's really exciting as well is it's like once you sort of open the door and pull it ajar a little bit and peek through there's an an entire another world of sex and sexuality and what sex is and what it means and what the definition actually is and how it's experienced and expressed. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity for learning and growth around what we know sex to be as men, you know, Mm. is this like goal orientated friction exchange with a nice crescendo, nice, (laughs) like, you know, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, the, uh, when brothers get together and and they can speak to this stuff openly um, without any kind of veil, then fuck, it just only expands, yeah, the experience in life. Mm, yeah, this makes me want to have sex with you now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cool. It's awesome. Okay, what about, I guess I want to move into um, how women can best support their men. Mm. I know for men, freedom is a huge 
priority. Like that's what men or the masculine, because it can be the masculine within women. Mm. Uh, freedom is like up there in a top value of a lot of men of how they want to feel. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So how can women support, I guess, best support men to be on purpose and feel freedom? Maybe let's take out the purpose because we'll cover that perhaps in the next podcast. But Mm -hmm. how can we support our men to do the work? Like there's there's two things here. One would be, and I'm going to ask this afterwards, Actually, let's ask this first. Sorry, I got really distracted with the sex talk. Okay. So. Reel it in. Let's reel it in. With the, um, what if a woman wants her man to do men's work, right? Mm. So women are listening and they're like, oh my God, my partner needs this. He needs this. We need to fix him. You know, all that type of stuff. Or, oh, he'd benefit. Like genuinely being like, oh my God, he's really been down and struggling with work and fem life. He needs this. How can women support their men? Um, especially if a man doesn't want to do men's work. Yeah. Or doesn't know about it. Or was just like, fuck off. I don't need this. Like, I'm fine. You know, how, ca- yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. And I get asked it a lot. But I'd love to know from your perspective, like, how we can best support men. And then we'll go into how we can support men to have more freedom. Yeah. <sighs> That's a ginormous question. I know. And um, to speak to it in a general sense, like, I'll do my best. Because, obviously there would be variables inside the relationship dynamic. Yeah. So how can, how can women best support men? No, no. How can, if a woman thinks her man needs to do men's work, Yeah. how can she get him to do men's work? Okay. <laughs> she can't. So it's best to um, come to terms with that first and foremost because... There's nothing more like repelling than the energy of a fixer, especially if you don't feel like you need being, you know, to be fixed. <laughs> so don't even, don't even try. So I think like if, if that's the experience that's being had, the advice I would give is go and do your own work first, just to, just to make sure that the energy that that's coming from is is like clear and again like we spoke to at the start not a projection so maybe there isn't anything wrong <laughs> maybe that man genuinely wouldn't resonate with it doesn't want it and that's totally okay mm. so if there is that that fixer mm. mentality coming in like red hot it's like go work on that first and i'm sh- like fairly confident the solution will be inside that process yeah so that yeah there's that yeah i I think that that's pretty much the the answer you know nobody can make anybody do something that they don't want and if they do do it then the act of doing it is every single second that they're doing that they're disempowering themselves more and more and more because it's not an expression of free will it's an expression of um, pleasing someone who thinks that you're, you know, broken or, or not good enough, etc. So just like 99% of the time, that's where you see self-sabotage play out pretty quickly because it's not an empowering process. It's a disempowering mm. process. So 
um, naturally, whether it's conscious or not, it will be sabotaged by that person. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I think if you want your man to go do the work, go do your work. Yeah. And if you want to fix your man, then go fix yourself because I guarantee that's probably where the work is. Or 50, 100% of that 50%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you're a chronic complainer about your man and how terrible he is or how, you know, much of a a-hole he is or whatever it is, then go work on yourself because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. I, I think that's a really nice, like that's like a spiritual tool. Whenever there's an accusation and you're pointing your finger outwards, point three fingers back at yourself, mm. you know, at least one. <sighs> so if you're saying you, uh, saying it to someone, also point the finger at yourself. Mm. And then it's like, okay, you're in a bit more ownership and understanding that there is some kind of mirroring going on here. Mm. And then, yeah, then again, you're, you're going to go into more of like a loving process than a reactive process. Mm. Yeah, cool. Okay, what are ways... Have a drink, drink of water and then we'll go. What are ways in which women can support their men to feel more freedom within relationship, within a committed relationship, within... Yeah, the commitment of like partnership and unity and, you know, committing to life together. How can a man still, you know, how can women support their men to find freedom within that? What are some ways? Um, It could be really practical ways too. Yeah, I think practical ways is like one could be just pay attention (laughs) to like what the hobbies are or if the hobbies aren't actually being um you know aren't actually being expressed that's where support could come in of like hey i've seen you watching all these youtube clips on i don't know like surfing you know maybe surfing something you'd like to take up i've noticed you know i think that would be so supportive Mm. um I, i would i always love hearing that of like you know when you support me to yeah like to to meet my own needs and do the things that i need to fill my cup up Mm. and so obviously you've paid attention because of the ridiculous volume of surfboards that seem to be around all the time and it's like hey you haven't surfed in like a week how come like you should go surfing and it's like oh cool are you saying i do that yeah 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 you've done that um recently Mm. So and I felt supported. I was like, "Oh, cool." Uh, and, and it's small, but it's it's it, had, it has a big impact. It's actually a very attractive thing to do as well. Um, it's the opposite of like. It's the opposite of like like clingy smothering, mm. which is incredibly attractive. Whereas like a clinging unattractive, you mean? No, no, no. You said. clingy smothering is attractive no 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 clingy smothering is unattractive and encouraging self-esteem building affirming Mm. support like and language and and just yeah just words are really attractive it's like a turn on Mm. so how can you know like like my advice would be to 
have a conversation at some stage to figure out like what it is that your man values or what what, what he likes what fascinates him and and that might even take a little bit of a nudge because a lot of men um, in you know that I've worked with become so work orientated that that becomes a hobby mm. um, and for me working with men like that that's actually not good enough mm. like it just means there's a disconnection to a sense of play and a sense of fun mm. um, and that needs to be that needs to be you, people need to be in touch with that mm. so they can fill up their cup so they can express themselves without an agenda. So they can literally just be in life and celebrate life and play and connect and commune with nature and, or friends or mates or whatever it is. And then it's like you come back and you're like, you know, ready. So I would say find, find out what they're interested in and make sure, you know, support them in doing that as, you know, as a weekly ritual at least. And if you think that they're not around enough, my experience is if you encourage them to do that, they will want to be around more. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I experienced that with you too. Like if you get that time to go for a surf or go to the gym or go for a swim or whatever, mm. then when you come home, you're like way more present and connected and like affectionate. Yeah. Whereas if you're just feeling like smothered and I'm just completely just like, what about me? Love me, love me, which I am a fair bit. Not, <laughs> I'm not perfect. But if I'm like that, I notice that that repels you. Yeah. Like I now can play with it. I'm like, oh, he needs that time. Yeah. And then I know that that's going to benefit me too. So It's that simple. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking yeah. make sure your man's having fun. Make sure your man's having fun. Make mm. sure he's uh, and let's... support him in having fun. Mm. Don't tell him. <laughs> Don't get all like uh, delegate delegative about it as mm. well. Like you need to have fun because you're not present with me. And like Juliet and Nick said Julia, that yeah, you're not yeah. having enough fun. Don't do that. No, Don't no. do that. Again, I'm sure there's a lot of podcasts on here already to, to learn about like polarizing energies and what, you know, what, a man is going to feel um, most like how he's going to be in his masculine more comfortably. Mm. If he's in a, if it's mass, you know, mano in mano, like woman and man both in their masculine, then it's very difficult to not fall into like a competitive rapport. Mm-hmm. So uh, for women who want to encourage and support, my personal preference as a man is. I connect and communicate around those sorts of things, around like suggestions from a softer energy. Yeah, don't rather come. Rather than a, you need to do this from a like a, like a stronger warrior energy. I mm. prefer probably more of a maiden energy. Mm. If that's my personal preference. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to mention, I know we're talking about man and woman. So the people who are in same-sex relationships have either turned it off or are um, doing the conversion into their own relationship, which um, I totally get. I just want to acknowledge the, um, the people who are listening who are in same-sex relationships or who are, prefer to be in, in same-sex relationships and just kind of 
talk to just really briefly that within us all there is like the masculine and feminine energy not this it's not about man and woman but the masculine within us as women also wants wants freedom mm. so in a same-sex relationship often and this is generalizing but often um there is one person who is more comfortable in the masculine energy and then one who's more comfortable in the feminine so the the so say there's two women one may be more like masculine yeah 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 so um perhaps if you're listening and that's that's you guys it'd be cool to have a conversation or even just begin noticing like oh who does you know there might be one of you who does want to go out and and be more active and the other one's like no stay with me and play with me and then so it, it, it this is like we're talking about man and woman. What I'm trying to say is um, think of it in the broader sense mm. for those who are in a same-sex relationship. All, yeah. It all applies to partnership, everything yeah. Everything said. It does. And there'll be women who are like, who are listening, who are, um, who are like, actually, I'm the one who needs more freedom. My partner, yeah. who's a man, is completely smothering, yeah. doesn't value that I want time out, mm-hmm. and I'm going insane. So yeah. I need that. So, yeah, you just, it's like, tailor it to the, the dynamics within your relationship. Yeah. yeah. Digest it for for you. Um, yeah, exactly. Mm. Totally. Yeah. Cool. So, so we're wrapping <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, we're going to wrap up for men who are like listening um, and they're like, fuck, maybe I need some support like that. That sounds like something that could help me. Mm. Where can they begin? And and this is where I'd love you to talk a bit into Conquest, which is based in um, Australia. So there's a lot of people listening who are all over the world on this podcast. Um, I'd love you to talk into like the coaching you do on Skype, online, etc. Yeah. Well... Yeah, if there are some um, blokes listening and you're like, yeah, fuck, maybe I need some support. Damn right you do. (laughs) We all do. I definitely do. We're not supposed to go this life alone. We absolutely are not. So that's it's it's totally normal and totally okay if you've made that realization or you're getting close to making that realization. We're not supposed to be going this alone. We are you know tribal beings and we thrive um in in a tribal setting so if this is something that you want to go ahead with and explore i do do what i do work one-on-one in person and on skype um and like i said it, it it's quite an all-encompassing scope that i work with so spiritually mentally emotionally physically um more recently i have a lot of passion around uh, men's work and masculinity as you've just heard about and understanding and interpreting that so how can we uh how can we grow out of the childhood psychology and into the integrated divine masculine psychology and embody that and you know that's a process that's a really beautiful process and one that we're all in to some degree so you can get in touch with me through my website it's just rhythm health r-h-y-t-h-m health.com.au go to the contact section and shoot me an email i think my number's on there as well um 
there is this conquest course coming up that's going to be mid-march so that's actually capped at eight people so if you're interested in getting on board that get in touch asap and secure a spot that's an incredibly cool five weeks absolutely heart opening really fun uh adventurous process so yeah there is that option and i will say um mankind project is a wonderful organization as well it's an international organization it's literally all over the world mkp you might have heard of it as as well so definitely a shout out to my brothers from mkp um that's something uh somebody abroad or even in australia could easily look up and feel support in the brotherhood um through through that organization too uh so yeah there is actually way more options than you might originally have originally thought um but yeah very passionate very happy to speak with anyone that's curious or looking for some coaching support Mm. but yeah you're not alone fellas we're all in this together we don't need to compete against against each other so fiercely so um you know love love to all of you awesome and you can find you nick on instagram at rhythm r-h-y-t-h-m health yeah at rhythm health um thank you thank you you for coming Hmm. on the finally getting you back it's hard to lock this man down he's a busy man Mm. and um we can get easily distracted with swims at the creek and um, sex and breakfast, which is what happened this morning. And then, but you're here and I'm grateful and I'm grateful for your wisdom and your love and for your vulnerability. And um, yeah, I really do highly recommend working with Nick. Um, even for the women listening, um, if you feel like you need support from a man, which can be really valuable, you don't always need to have women supporting you. If you want a healthy masculine um, support in your life, then Nick can be is a great coach um, for, every, for wherever you are in the world. Um, so I'm getting Nick, I'm getting you back to talk about health and libido. Yeah. Nick's like um, really interested in and um, a living, I guess, really lives what he teaches around health, nutrition and how we can best support our bodies and, our, and, and to have like really great libido. So um, I'm going to get him on to talk about that. Um, and I will put your details on, I'll put Nick's details, his website, etc., and email on my website. So if you're interested and you didn't quite catch it, jump over to my website, www.juliet.com. Jump on there, go to the podcast tab. And on this episode, there'll be show notes and I'll put Nick's details on there too. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for more weekly episodes of Authentic Sex. And if you do love the show, please jump over to iTunes and um, review the show so that more and more people can listen and, I guess, learn and share with their loved ones. So thank you. 